Hello, friends. Welcome to the October 2023 offering from me, Shane the Catskills. Thank you for sharing this space with me this month. I'm recording this kind of at the last minute on uh, Saturday, September 30th at 2.53 p.m. Eastern Time in Phoenicia, New York. Here in the Catskills, autumn feels a bit subdued. I think of how much smoke we had earlier this year, and I wonder if the trees are like, no color show this year, humans. With the equinox past, the dark continues to grow, and honestly, I'm here for it. I'm wondering how the transition into deepening autumn is finding you. Here is what I am up to this month. The last new study tarot series cohort of the year begins Tuesday, October 10th. It's the perfect time to begin at the beginning with Operationalizing Desire, the Magician and the Aces. This cohort will meet two Tuesdays a month at 6 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if this cohort runs, I don't plan on running another one until late 2024. So if you're interested or been on the fence or thought about it, it's a great time. There's a link to it as well as a link to what past participants have to say about it, all in the episode notes. I'm also going to be offering one of my favorite workshops, Asking Good Questions, on Tuesday, October 17th at 5.30 Eastern. There's a link and a link to what people are saying about it. We'll basically be learning um, four elemental rituals to work with questions uh, and tarot. So bring a deck if you have one. And if not, I got you covered anyway. And then I've been having a blast recording episodes of my new podcast series, In Conversation With, and you can listen or watch my convos with my favorite esotericists, artists, writers, creative and spiritual workers. I have more interviews coming this month. And my books are open for readings in October, and now it's super easy to book with me through Calendly. We don't have to do that whole back and forth. You can just see when I'm available and book it. Thank you, as always, to all of you who continue to support my work in so many amazing and generous ways. Next up is you might be interested. Ata Yoga School's Let's Talk About It Mistakes series got off to a profound start last month with Robin Love's What is a Mistake? And this month, Nancy Hunter offers Accountable for Harm on Saturday, October 21st at noon Eastern. And I'll be offering Using Tarot to Work with Regret on Saturday, November 18th at noon Eastern. So check that out. At the end of the month, the last Thursday of every month at 6 p.m., I run an in-person tarot circle at Signet's Way in Kingston. It is super sweet and super fun. We have a nice little group that's been coming every month. And if you are in the area and tarot curious or tarot super enthusiastic, I would love to see you there. And finally, the final two sessions of Key Martinez's Sexual Healing Embodied Support Space are happening this month and next. This is a support and learning space for exploring embodiment, desire, and growth. 
related to self-relationships, intimacy, body, sexuality, sex, and beyond. I have been attending since I believe it's May. And it's a really incredible space. Key is an amazing facilitator and uh, some really deep conversations about things that, uh, I don't know, maybe other people talk about them, but I hadn't talked about them in such a way. So um, yeah, highly recommend. Check it out. What's inspiring me now? So many things. Number one, jinker. From the Dictionary of Newfoundland English, a jinker is the perception of women as pollutants on the water, jinxes, bad omens. My dear friend and collaborator and brilliant artist in the world, Robin Love, this is uh, her new current ongoing project, Jinker, and this is just a short video clip of the Jinker in action. Check it out. Next up is an essay called Antarctica, the Woman by Stephanie Krizbonos. I'm sure I'm not saying that correctly. I'm sorry, Stephanie. Quote, Antarctica is not your mother. She's neither your grandmother nor your sister. She is complex and refuses to be reduced to a binary role, a Madonna or a whore. She owes you nothing, not even a smile. Instead, she demands reciprocity. End quote. And shout out to Lynette for sending that my way. Um, next up is a book that I am almost completely through, not quite, but I'm putting it in anyway. It's called Ways of Being, Animals, Plants, Machines, The Search for a Planetary Intelligence by James Bridle. Quote, true randomness is a slippery thing. It is a property not of things in themselves, but of their relationship to one another. Randomness is relational. End quote. I have so many pages dog-eared in this book. It's a library book. I have to return it. Uh, I so wanted to underline the entire time. Um, as it turns out, there's an audiobook version read by the author uh, through the library. So I'm going to listen to it again. The chapter on randomness really, really, I mean, the whole thing has been interesting, but it really crescendoed for me there. Um, next up in Stop Cop City news that's inspiring me now, quote, despite the repressive tactics of authorities who wish to disenfranchise the community and charge protesters with domestic terrorism and RICO, people of faith will continue to act to resist the militarization of our society, said Reverend Dave Dunn who was arrested along with several other protesters for chaining their bodies to heavy equipment to keep the Stop Cop City um, nonsense from going on. So I continue to be inspired by people whose bodies are literally on the front line of this struggle, which you may think, ah, oh, it's Atlanta. But we should understand that what they're attempting to do in Atlanta is something that they're going to be attempting to do everywhere. And as, for example, New York City continues to spend billions of dollars on police while the infrastructure of the city begins to collapse from climate change, we can see very clearly what the stakes are of cutting down a forest 
in a black working class neighborhood in Atlanta to build a militarized police training facility. So the activists who are down there doing all of the things inspire me every day, every day. Okay, next up is Jackie Battenfield on Small Things Brought Together. Small Things Brought Together is Robin Love's long form artist interview YouTube channel, which is like my very favorite thing in the world. And so this decades long working artist watched a tree blossom during a 10 day meditation retreat during her second Saturn return, if you know, you know, and began a series of paintings that has been bringing her joy every day for the last 14 years. Hashtag the study of one thing, hashtag goals. Jackie Battenfield, I am just such a fan. Uh, I think what you're doing is incredible. I, I feel like you have really uh, figured out this life in the best way, waking up every day to do something that you are joyfully obsessed with and that creates so much beauty in the world. Just beautiful. Next up is a short video uh, called The Gallery That Destroys All Shame. One evening in LA, a group gathers to learn how to take back the speculum. And finally, just a simple thing that brings me joy for a few minutes a day. You have to click on the link for the simple thing to see what it is. But just know that at some point every day, I am looking at that and feeling uh, emotionally regulated and delighted and um, absorbed for just a few minutes. Next up is a quote from Dana Lynn Knuckles, who is also known as the People's Oracle, a sidereal astrologer and writer and esotericist and freedom fighter, just an incredible, incredible human being in the world. She says, authenticity is the willingness to tolerate the discomfort of your own contradictions. Authenticity is the willingness to tolerate the discomfort of your own contradictions. I've been thinking about that like every day since I found that. And finally is my tarot offering of the month. And this month I uh, pulled out an image of the Empress Arcana, Major Arcana 3 from the Spolia Tarot. And it shows... Um, a, a voluptuous and uh, draped in flowy white robes figure sitting in a throne holding a sheaf of wheat and uh, a flower staff in their hand. <clears throat> They're surrounded by flowers and leaves and there's a symbol for Venus next to their throne. And it looks like a slice from a piece of fruit hovering above their head. Uh, just a beautiful image of lushness. And so this offering is called Conversations with the Body. Later this month, I'll begin a professional training in the Wheel of Consent, a practice framework developed by Betty Martin. In the introduction to her book, The Art of Giving and Receiving, Martin says, when we forget how to notice what we want, we lose our inner compass. 
This has a profound effect on society. We allow all manner of injustice, theft of our natural resources, and our planet's future health because it feels normal. While Martin developed this training for body workers, sex workers, and others in touch-based fields, my interest in it lies more in as a study of power dynamics and a path to erotic maturity. Martin's framing of practice itself resonated deeply with my former training. She wrote, the reward of practice is in the experience itself. And what makes any practice engaging is not the thing you do, but the quality of attention you bring to it. Indeed. While Zazen, or seated Zen meditation, is 100% a way to bring attention to the body, I currently find myself hungry for ways to bring attention to the body that are, as those who facilitate the practice spaces I find myself in, put it, radically self-responsive. In one somatic centering practice I attended, a facilitator said, don't dominate your body. I think about this now all the time. Once the facilitator introduced the idea, I started seeing it everywhere. The way I delay eating or using the bathroom because I'm busy or simply numb. The ways I have found myself in situations I no longer want to be in but stay because I don't want to be rude or upset people. Clamming up when the water was too hot or the touch was not right or the pressure was too much. We live in a culture that appears to require us to dominate our own and each other's bodies. Having to go to work when we're sick or exhausted. Giving up on COVID precautions and letting the vulnerable fall by the wayside. Forcing people to give birth. Locking people in cages. Criminalizing the gender expression of young people and the parents who support them. How might the Empress invite us into a practice of being in relationship with our bodies that is radically self-responsive and non-dominating. What would such a practice look like and feel like? How would we initiate it and experiment with it? By what indicators would we adjust and deepen our practice? How might such a practice affect our relationship with others? How do we practice this inside a culture, the very nature of which is to dominate the bodies of self and other? The Empress is always inviting us into a conversation with our body, our sensations, emotions, appetites, and longings fully experienced and responded to. They are an invitation into pleasure and creativity, into love of self and other. They are life as love story. So here are some questions for you to think about if you might be interested in taking up the Empress's invitation into a relationship with your body that is radically self-responsive and non-dominating. What is your relationship to pleasure? What have you been taught about your pleasure? What does pleasure in your body feel like? What is your experience of mental pleasure, emotional pleasure, creative pleasure, spiritual pleasure, erotic pleasure? What activities, sensations, or experiences 
blend these kinds of pleasure for you. Make a list of 60 second, five minute and 20 minute pleasures. What would it be like to set aside time each day to practice these pleasures? What is your relationship to appetite? Food appetite, erotic appetite, spiritual appetite? What have you been taught about appetite? How do your emotions serve as an important source of information in your life? What emotions are your go-tos? Which ones feel forbidden? How is beauty a resource in your life? How do you create and experience beauty day to day? How are you in relationship to your sensory experience? Which sense is most vivid for you? Which one is most muted? How are you learning to be responsive to your body? Where might you be more responsive? You can find out more about my tarot work at my website, shayingthecatskills.com. And I am going to leave you with a poem by Ellen Bass. It's called The Thing Is. And I came across this via Miriam Kaba's substack, which I've linked to in the episode notes. The Thing Is by Ellen Bass. To love life, to love it even when you have no stomach for it, and everything you've held dear crumbles like burnt paper in your hands, your throat filled with the silt of it. When grief sits with you, its tropical heat thickening the air, heavy as water, more fit for gills than lungs. When grief weights you down, like your own flesh, only more of it, an obesity of grief, you think, how can a body withstand this? Then you hold life like a face between your palms, a plain face, no charming smile, no violet eyes, and you say, yes, I will take you. I will love you again. Tell me that's not right on time. And you really must click the blog post link to see this month's picture of my cat sitting on my studio table looking at me like there's something extremely important she has to communicate to me, as she always does. Thank you so very much for spending this time with me. I am wishing you an inspired and joyful and connected month. Take good care of yourself and let's do our best to take care of each other. <laughs>